When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Travis and Sliwa indeed, but with a little bit of a wrinkle today, Andy Kamenetsky is in for Al for the next few days, right, Andy? Yeah, where's where Sliwa? I don't know. What's he off doing? He, he, I, I, I have a theory. I think he might be in the CIA. Because every time you ask him where he goes and what he do, what he, what he's doing, um, what he does is not a good <laughs> sentence. Um, he's very elusive. He's very um, uh, vague. He, he does not quite tell you. Uh, oh, I went here. I went to a restaurant. How was it? Good. Well, <laughs> There's I feel not though, a lot of details there. I feel in some respects like he got that from you. Because every time you take time off, nobody can get a straight answer from you about what you're doing either. No, I vacationed across the street at the, right, the JW. But, <laughs> but it took days for that to come out, that you were basically just across the street. That was more out of uh, shame than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> just general embarrassment of my own lack of creativity on what So you're to like come a sad with. CIA agent. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm quiet quitting the CIA. <laughs> right? <laughs> By the way, when, when did we decide? that quiet quitting is what we call people who suck at their job why, why, did, why did we decide that that's what it is i disagree it seems like quiet quitting are the folks that are saying i'm not doing your job anymore like i'm gonna be at my job i'm gonna handle my thing but i'm can't not gonna someone else do it someone else do, i'm not going to be super team player anymore right the guy that gets taken advantage of <laughs> okay well that's one interpretation the other is nah man i'm not doing that <laughs> that's the other way that hey would you mind we got you know they got this little thing we got to get done nah man nope. i'm you know what i'm on the 501 train i would well what you are at that point you're like a union guy in the local 403 <laughs> and that's the job for the guy in the local 405 <laughs> yeah. local 405 he's the guy that picks up yeah that but cable. that's different the guy at the 403 is kind of where he is he's gonna run out the clock and he's gonna he's got his yeah. benefits he's got his membership that look the rest of us who are competing in the real world we gotta do a little extra Look, local 403 guy <laughs> busted his ass to get where he That's is, what I mean. Where he can just be in charge of the copper wire. <laughs> and those cables over there, that's the 405 guy. He's not, you know what? He's not even allowed as a 403 guy to pick up the cables. <laughs> yeah, it's a violation. <laughs> it is. There'll be, a, there'll be something written down. No, I, I'm look, I like the idea that we can relabel some of these things at certain times. But quiet quitting, to me, when I run like, Oh, you just mean being really crappy at what you do. Got it. Understand that you. Oh, you're the guy that. And it, that's not my job. You know what it really is? <laughs> it's it's passive aggressive. It's a very passive aggressive way of reclaiming what you think is your stake at the office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna it's, get exactly. They're gonna get exactly their money worth out yeah, of me. <laughs> you, yeah. You pay me to do this, and I'm gonna do that thing, and anything above and beyond that. 
talk to someone well, else. Well, I mean, that maybe that's how you go about negotiating your raise. You're basically saying, okay, you want me to run that errand? What's it worth it to you? <laughs> or the guy that did say yes to it, he gets the raise, and you get shown the door, and you get to go quiet quit at the next place down well, I think the street. that's uh, quiet fire. I don't think that's quiet <laughs> Loud fire. I don't know if there's such a thing as quiet fire. That tends to make a little noise. Maybe Allen's off in Utah trying to get THT and Stanley Johnson back. I think that's maybe. really his like, long goal there. Maybe. Yeah, he uh, he's doing a little National Park tour. He's doing uh, Bryce and Zion, and we were talking. Uh, he was, he was Arches. Arches was a potential stop. I guess that's a little bit further down the road. He Is he in a gonna, Winnebago? He, they did drive. I don't know if it's a, a Winnebago situation, a Clark Griswold family truckster situation. I don't I don't know what his vehicle of choice is. Is the Lady Slea a camper? Do you know? Uh, she is this week. Okay. I, she she seems to be more on the, and that, a little more ambivalent. Like Slea's all in. Slea'll Slea'll sleep outside on a cot and that whole thing and she seems to be a little little less. But again, we don't know a lot about her. The the information we've collected on Lady Slea, the the tidbits are few and far between. Yeah, I went camping about a month or so ago in Big Sur. It was gorgeous. I mean, like it's the the setting is amazing. But I I have really found, like, I've never been a camper before. Like, we really started doing this because there are friends of, there are families that we've met through my daughter at her old elementary school. We really like the people. They're great to hang out with. But what I've really discovered is I love, I love the setting of camping. I like sort of showing up to camp. I'm not meant to be sleeping in a tent, like <laughs> on an air mattress. Like, it's just... There's difficulties that come with this, like getting out of the tent. It's all these zippers. <laughs> it's a whole deal. Well, but it's here's the thing. Like, you know, men of a certain age, you're going to have to get up at least once to pee. I understand. Like, it's going to happen. The bear's out there, too. Well, I'm not as worried about the bears. I think they got that under control. Mountain lions? Well, rattlesnakes? Urine, I, I believe. <laughs> there are things that can hurt you out It's there. my understanding of this. The, the urine keeps them away. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you're marking your territory. Oh, yeah. I'm here. Stay yes. away. It's like that scene in Wolf. <laughs> Jack Nicholson <laughs> just starts peeing around James Spader. He says, I'm marking my territory. But when you're in the tent, I'm in the tent with my wife. And having to do this quietly with, without <laughs> turning on any lights because I don't want to wake her. Lanterns. The, the, well, you got that, but the zipper inevitably gets caught in something. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, there are these big flaps, like, you know, because you got to be able to move a human sized <laughs> thing, me, through the flap. You got to go pee, then you got to re zip the thing up. It's And in our case, too, we've got dogs. The dogs want to come out when they see, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> exactly. That, that sounds like a lot of things to mm-hmm. do. And there are things called hotels, motels. Yes. There are other options that are in pretty spots. You could go walk to the, the other places. There's everything else about it. Like, I love cooking over an open fire. I like sure. to cook, period. Like, I, I like that stuff. I like the nature walks. I like the nature setting. I love being without any type of Wi-Fi access whatsoever. That's like, that is the of all the camping things. That's the most appealing part of it. Yeah, sorry, did phone doesn't work. See you you are off the yeah. grid. That sounds good. Like the the at our site, you could get Wi-Fi like spotty Wi-Fi in maybe one five foot square radius <laughs> of this campsite, basically near the general store. Okay. Yeah, to, to get your provisions. Yes, you, to get you, your provisions. You could Amazon your provisions yeah. to the general store. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, like, I remember last year when I went on this thing, it was right after, you know, the NBA calendar was still screwed up. It was a couple days after the Russell Westbrook trade. So, like, I went up to Big Sur knowing that the Lakers had gotten Westbrook. 
But I went up there assuming, like, all right, well, they have to re-sign Caruso now. Like they, you know, and I remember, co- like, coming out from the drive, starting to get signals back, start, like, listening to podcasts and stuff, catching up on the NBA. Like, wait, the Lakers did what? <laughs> like, did, what? <laughs> they kept which one of those two <laughs> yes. guys? Yep. For how much? Mm-hmm. When the money, well, okay. Yeah. Let's see how that plays out. Quite the shock. <laughs> Absolutely. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Not only is Andy here today, but... Funches is here today as well. Taylor, uh, Taylor's doing the afternoon show. He's filling in for Laura. Yes, you're very sh- shocked to see me this morning. I, I, I was a little surprised. Yeah. I, I'm not like going to lie. You didn't want to see me this morning. Pleasant surprise. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I feel, I feel <laughs> the feelings in a room. Travis. Well, then you you misread my feelings because I'm very happy to have you here. Um, as the I, I don't. Did you go to Carlo's wedding, Andy? Uh, no, but mostly because I wasn't invited. Well, nor, nor was I, and nor was Emily. So this is where our inside man, <laughs> Funches, comes in. Um, you you got to go to Carlo's wedding. Went it sounds Carlo's like wedding. it was a lovely affair. Seven-course meal. That's what Amanda said. That sounds Seven course meal. Seven? Seven. And? Seven. It was great. <laughs> I, I was just full. Really full. Well, I, sure. I, after the fourth seven course, courses. Yeah. Like, what kind of food? Oh, man. It was um, Was it Filipino food? I'll just say Asian food because it was okay. different. You know, there's Chinese yeah. food, there's Filipino food. Okay. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: we after Car- Carlos had a or Carlo had a ceremony and then had a reception like a few hours afterwards. Okay. So you know, the people from the station, we went to the Sunset Room, which is Bionis's spot. Yeah. You know, the spot after they went to the softball game. Sure. Like, after the softball game, the one I wasn't invited to that either. Yeah, exactly. So okay. <laughs> I wasn't invited to that either. So um, uh, we went over there. We ate a lot of food there. So That's, you went, oh, this was, you went from the ceremony, ate at the Sunset Room, and, and then, then you showed up for a seven-course seven yes, meal. Yes, we didn't. I, now, if I knew it was a seven-course meal like it was, I probably wouldn't have ate so much at the Sunset Room, but Morales was trying to stuff my face when I was there. <laughs> did the you get room. turned up a little bit? A little bit, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of us did. <laughs> All right. A lot of us who, did. Who was the leader in the clubhouse in that category? Ooh, man, Morales was on fire that night. Um, man was getting down. Man was getting down, I saw yeah, these are these are the these are yeah. the. They would have been Greg. chalk. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like this would have been chalk. But you know what? Here, you know What's why? The difference with Chris like that night versus any other night. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why it was so turned up. They had a bottle of Hennessy on every table. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, that's your. Yeah, I was living a life. So there. It, this whisked you back to Mexico. Of course, man. Oh, this man. Re- this reminds me of my time on the beach <laughs> oh, in, in Cancun. I feel like I've been whisked back to old Mexico. <laughs> that's right. That's with right. The Hennessy yes. on the tables, <laughs> just like my my abuelo used to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Me and Grandpa on the beach having Hennessy along the way. So good time. Great time. You know, I was I was gonna leave early, but it just happened. We just had so much fun that soon enough, like it just the wedding just stopped. You know. Plus, you probably couldn't move after seven courses. Uh, seven courses <laughs> and a bunch a of lot. Hennessy. Yes, that's a yes. lot. It Carlos' dance moves were pretty great, though. So maybe he didn't eat all seven courses. Oh yeah, well, but- Car- Carlo is in such good shape, and Carlo takes good care of himself. Carlo could- has not aged. No. no, like him and Mario are the two that's guys. A, yeah. Mario. If I told you Mario's over age, you would just flip out. Um, yep. Mario looks so damn good. For a guy, like I've known Mario now for like probably 15, yeah. 17, maybe 20 years. And then back then he was 30 or something like that. I think he was like 60 then. Mario's probably <laughs> like an 80 year old man. You know who they don't say that about? Andy and Travis. No. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. No. They don't. You know who looks the same when I met him? Not Andy and Travis. <laughs> right. That's exactly You know what's right. funny is in certain respects, Brian actually does look the same. Like Brian was like Charlie Brown. Like he started like losing his hair as like a child. 
He looks very similar now. <laughs> well, as a baby, right? They come out bald, and then you eventually yeah, end he's up kind of like again. caught up to himself at like twenty. That's very very funny. All right, uh, <laughs> Andy, as you hear, is here for Slee today, which means we have Ask Andy coming up at ten forty-five. We already have a bunch of good submissions there, but if you'd like to send them, uh, send them to me at Travis Rogers. Of course, you can do it on the phone eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six and. We've talked a lot, Andy, about uh, the Dodgers and that this is a World Series or bust and that enough of the, you know, baseball happens kind of stuff. I saw something this weekend. I've seen it all season long. Just kind of really brought home that this team has something that those others haven't. That's coming up next. It's Trav. It's Slee. Only he's not here. Andy's here. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm not in witness protection. I'm here on Travis and Slee with today. Andy is in for Slee. You're here till uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. A little Beto later in the week. A little Clinton Yates later in the week. So it should be a, it should be a good spot. We, we've got some good Ask Andys. I sometimes... I like to slide um, an early one in, but I'm, I'm going to hold off because okay. I want to see what we can get, and then we'll, we'll do it on the back end all over again. Emily, you uh, you tried to go see Taylor this weekend. Did you <laughs> did you succeed? Did you find him ultimately? Yeah, so I succeeded. So uh, my friend and I were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do on Saturday after I got off work from the um, the preseason game because it was all over a little early. And so yeah, we were like, <laughs> we were going to go um, to Venice first. So we went to Venice. And went to a terrible bar where this uh, the bouncer outside called me and her sheeple and then said that we probably should have more spatial awareness. So we were like, okay, we're going to be somewhere else. Wrong? What did you do wrong to so, provoke a response like that? <laughs> so we were uh, got off our, get out of our Uber and then we were uh, there were people in a group getting into this bar. And so we didn't see that there was supposed to be a line to the right of these people. But there was no one in the line. So it was just this group of people checking in. And so then he was like, hey, guys, go behind the rope. And we we're like, oh, okay. And then he was like, oh, yeah, these sheeple over here don't know what a line is supposed to be. And then so I'm like. Is, okay, I, I do, is that negative? Okay, first so, of all. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's correct. You should be in the line. He's incorrect. You not getting in line makes you the opposite of sheeple. Yes. The sheeple are all the people in the line. Yeah, that are so, like, following the you rules had of the ter- line. Yeah, you had terrible bar etiquette, but it's only <laughs> it's only Emily because you're not a sheeple. Right, I was doing my own path. So essentially, a sheeple is someone who's like, you go wherever uh, ah. you follow the the path that okay. you're led. And so then uh, I got two like very simple drinks, like a tequila sprite and a vodka crayon. 
ended up being forty dollars. So I was like, yeah, not gonna be here very long. So you paying it that made you a sheep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And I was uh, the only place was hey, next to the hey, bathroom. That girl and- <laughs> right there, tag her with the twenty five dollar tequila sprite. <laughs> right, exactly. So then anyway, I I texted Taylor and I was like, hey, where are you performing tonight? So he said Hennessy's in Manhattan Beach. For me, I just said I just read Hennessy's. And so I type in Hennessy's into Uber. Wow, Hennessy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Got a bar it's too. The circle yeah. of life. It's Jeez. like the center point of this Here show. Go. Right, right. So I type in uh, Uber uh, into. Did Uber, you not Hennessy's. know that it's a chain? I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to uh, the one in Hermosa Beach. So we get there, and I'm like, this band performing does not have Taylor in it. So I'm like, hmm, this is strange. And so then I look at the text. I actually got it wrong. So then my friend and I looked at Ubers back to Manhattan Beach. It was about $25. So we were like, let's just walk. What time of night is this? This was like 11 at mm-hmm. night. So, yeah, so we were like, let's just walk. So we decided to walk on the Strand for about two and a half miles to get to Taylor's. Wait a minute, you walked from Hermosa Beach to Manhattan Beach? Yes. At 11 o'clock at night? Yes. (laughs) On the Strand, and my, because my friend kind of lied to me about the distance it was supposed to be because she was the one that looked it up. And she's like, oh, it won't be that bad. It's just like a 30-minute walk. And I'm like... Uh, definitely not. <laughs> it turned into like an hour-long walk. I was going to say, it's, uh, it's close to a 30-minute drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so then we get there. I'm incredibly sweaty and probably smell really bad. We go in and Taylor's band is finished performing. They're done already? Yes. <laughs> it's like 1130 oh, and they finished performing, but then it, then they did two more songs after that. Like they were supposed to be done performing. Like an then, encore situation? Yeah, like their bar, the bartender thing were not very happy with them and they were ending kind of early. So then they played until like midnight. And so we were there and I had to catch up my drinking because we took an hour off walking from uh, Manhattan Beach to, or sorry, from Hermosa Beach to Manhattan Beach. And uh, it turned into just a very, a lot of exercise that night. More than anything. What is Taylor's stage presence like? Like Taylor's yeah. stage presence in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that like what, what you're envisioning, because I, I I thought the same thing. Like Taylor is uh, a very confident guy, but he's pretty quiet, right? He doesn't, he does, he's not, he's not giving you a ton, just, he's not firing through the door on a Monday morning. You guys aren't going to believe what happened to me this weekend. He's, <laughs> he's not that guy. He'll sit there. Now, he may have gotten abducted by aliens, but unless you ask him, Hey, Taylor, did you get abducted by aliens? He's not going to give you the stuff. So that's his stage. Very talented musician, but he's up there to play his music, sing his songs. But, like, what I was going to say, what does he do in the band? He's a um, fiddle player. So it was like, it's like a country band. So it's called Country Cartel. And they they sounded really good, but he's just, you know, he's just chilling over there. So he doesn't put out, like, a vibe or anything. Nah, like he's that. just. He puts just out a Taylor chilling. Smith vibe. <laughs> it, it's exactly the Taylor Smith that you would envision. Um, it was eventful, but it was a lot of exercise, and I ate pizza that night too, so it was great. Not floor pizza, but I got a slice and. Uh, and you need to Manhattan. read your emails more carefully before yes. you, before you decide to go to point. I guess that would be point B at that point in the night. <laughs> yeah. That you don't jump ahead to point C and have to double back. Yeah, to it point was a lot. A. Um, All right, Andy. So tell me if if I'm curious what your response to this will be. The Dodgers over the last ten years or so in the playoffs, and it's, and, and let's, let's let me let me change that. Let's go to the last five years or so. When they have gotten beat, when when they have struggled in certain spots, it's because of what, in your estimation? I mean, I'm trying to think of when they've struggled. Well, it's it's a very specific thing, and it doesn't happen often, but it seems to – and part of it is I mean, because – I would say when they put uh, Kimbrell on the mound. Okay, that, this season for sure, but over, like last season and then the season before, remember they nearly – 
it's they they strike out a lot, right? They they have those moments where they'll go through two or three days like, why aren't they bunting? Why aren't they moving a guy over? We just you know we had twenty two straight. That the Red Sox series was a good example of that. The Red Sox or the uh, Astros they they struggle when they have a big chunk of their lineup go cold together. I don't think they've got that this year. I don't know if it's like baseballs like right now Mookie is on a heater like you're just never going to see right. And he's probably the second hottest guy on the team behind Freddie Freeman. You've got Turner. You've got Smith. You've got the other Turner. You've got other than Bellinger, they really don't have guys that run hot and cold. They've got guys that just kind of run somewhere between warm to nuclear. Muncie, not not of late. Not of late. Not of late. But, you know, Muncie, though, is – I remember – Earlier in the season, when I was wondering about some of his struggles, I looked at his career stats. He's a very every-other-year guy anyway. Like, he hits more for average one year than he hits below 200 the next year. Then he hits more for average one year. He's not really there to hit for average to begin with. He's really more of a power source. But when you look at those numbers, it's pretty much an every-other-year thing. And I and overall, the Dodgers clearly are happy with him they just gave him an extension they gave him a nice extension and once he got through the elbow remember he nearly had his arm torn right. off at the end of last season and he came back and you could tell he was still struggling with that he starts he, he kind of worked himself into a weird hole where you're right he was hitting like 160 and it was very unmax muncy like he's not a 350 guy but he's not a 150 guy either he wasn't walking nearly as much but for the last 40 days or so he's been the max muncy that we've seen for most of his career he walks a lot he gets on base a lot and he hits for power. And even with Bellinger, A, you've got enough around him that he could be considered a little bit of a sunken cost in the no lineup. Question. But you you look at what he brings defensively, and you're like, okay, he is at least offsetting the fact that somehow over the last three years he's aggressively forgotten how to hit. He's still a really plus defender. Yes. Like, I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, Trace Thompson's been playing really well. Hit another home run yesterday. Yeah, he's making a real case for himself to be an everyday player. You know, is there – does Bellinger become more of a late-game defensive replacement? Because he, I don't think Bellinger's time with the Dodgers is going to be much longer than this season. I think I think they'll use him next year, too, because it's the last year where he's arbitration eligible, so they'll land on some number that's probably around 16, 17 million, which is about what he makes this year. They'll, they're not operating on a budget. They're operating on what's our best team. I think he's still one of their best players. To, to your point, if he hits 200, which is what he's doing, and he's going to hit 20-ish five home runs, all right. you know, And, and I get an A-plus level outfielder, I'll take that guy. Think about this. How many teams have a recent MVP who's the sunk cost on their team, who's batting ninth on their team, who's a guy that, quite frankly – if he went O for the postseason but played top-level center field, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not just that he's really good defensively. He's really good defensively at a really important position. Yes. You know, I mean, his his value, if he were a left fielder only, would drop dramatically. You know what I mean? Or if he was not at a position where you looked at the defensive value quite as high, center field matters. You look at these guys – and their ability to grind like here's here's the game they lost this month basically they lost to Sandy Alcantara on Saturday because the best pitcher in the National League arguably pitched 9 innings against them and gave up one run 
That's the form. Have the best pitcher in the league and have him pitch nine innings. That's the formula to do it because the second they get into the pen, the second they get into that secondary guy, and this kind of comes back to what we were we were starting with, there is no, okay, I got through those three guys. I can catch my breath. And that's why I think that this team going into the playoffs is so much more dangerous than the other ones they've had that you get into that back half, there is no automatic out other than Bellinger. And he's still a dangerous guy. Mookie, Freeman, Turner, Turner, Smith, um, Taylor, they're not going to go cold at the same time. Maybe one, maybe instead of hitting 300, they're hitting 240. It's this wave after, and the more I watch him, it's this relentless offensive approach. Mookie homers every game, then Turner's on base. And free, there's no place to catch your breath. Well, and I mean, taking this a step further, Alcantara, you're right. Like the, the key was have the best pitcher in the National League pitch at his absolute best for nine innings. <laughs> and guess what? Doesn't matter because the Marlins aren't going to the playoffs. Right. Like, they don't need to – like, it doesn't matter if Sandy Alcantara is their kryptonite this season, you know, maybe even next season, until the Marlins can get their proverbial bleep together – doesn't really matter because they're not going to be playing these guys when it actually matters. Yeah, I, I don't like you bringing up Kimbrel. That makes brings back a little, uh, little heebie-jeebies along well, the way. You know what though? With him, Dave Roberts has had the luxury of just saying, you know what? I will give you the longest longest leash possible. Yeah. Because we're a billion games up on the rest of the division, a billion games up on the rest of the National League, and I've got the built-in excuse of a lot of your replacements. They're either just coming back or they're not back yet. So I am giving you the best opportunity possible. So when I eventually replace you, you can't complain. If the health is there, Blake Trinan's going to pitch the ninth yeah. in the playoff games. If he's physically able to do it, he. It, I don't even know if there's going to be an audition for it. It's just, all right, you're here, you're ready, you're good to go. Okay, you're pitching the ninth tonight. I think that's how that's going to play. I, I can very easily conceive of a situation where in the playoffs you barely see Kimbrell at all because if he's not closing – I don't know if Dave Roberts is going to feel comfortable putting him in a spot that he's not used to. And those closer guys do typically do not pitch better no. in low-leverage situations. They're usually a little bit worse. No, I mean, I, Kimbrell is either going to be closing in the playoffs, and Dodger fans are just going to be really hating the entire playoff experience, or Kimbrell's barely going to pitch at all. You need some three-run leads in that scenario. <laughs> let's, let's Maybe four. Five? Can I, do, can I hear a five? We'll do that. All right. Um, Mookie had a weekend that you, you you dream of. Did he take the lead in the MVP race in the National League? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So I have an idea, Andy. I don't. Th- this is an early ask, Andy, that I want to throw out there because we're going to need to find the proper moderator for this. Uh, this is from uh, Sun, Jason Nv, uh, says, my ask AK, whose 90210 knowledge is more superior, yours or Travis's? Am I answering now? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, we can add. Mine. We, you think it's yours? It's absolutely mine. I feel like I could give you a run for your money. I think you are, you could be in the, I don't know, you could be in the rotation. <laughs> you mean, you're, you're Julio Urias in this situation? I'm Julio Urias. I'm okay. also Dustin May. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, Dustin May, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've got a really good grasp of this from... Like season two till the end of the college. Years. I was going to say after the college, <laughs> no, nobody watches. Don't that. care. Well, it just started becoming so unrelatable. Like <laughs> the idea of you know the boutique that Donna's parents bought for her. <laughs> is it going to survive? Like I don't care. Well, and they'd already run through everybody. Right. They've right? cycled like they, through. They've, everybody had been with everybody else, mm-hmm. so we're really kind of done with the love triangles. And you know, Brandon had left. Dylan had left. I mean, just there wasn't a lot going on. Amanda, are you still in there? I can't see around the corner. Uh, yeah, there she, she is. is. Okay, so Amanda, do you know that show at all? Yeah, I watched 90210. Okay, maybe. but I'm I have such a bad memory. Like, my mother, who's in her 70s, has a better memory than me. <laughs> it's really pathetic. We need because Emily, before your time, Funch, I don't think you were a 90210 guy. I watched a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. We need we need to find like a I mean, listen to this. A sax. Oh, it's listen just, to this. It's incre- you, I, I'm looking at trivia on Google, so I have my, I can pepper you guys coming up with to the questions. guitar solo. Okay. Tell me you can't picture Dylan or Brandon dropping his sunglasses right now and peering over the top. Oh, yeah. And now Andrea's flexing, which is by far Maybe the they most- they carry un- her off. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, or they, do they carry her or Tori off? I believe it's her. I be- I, see, maybe maybe these are the opportunities we could <laughs> I can, I can ask out. you some questions and see who can answer first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, do you want, one right, do you want one right now? Yeah, we're using right. our names as our buzzer. <laughs> yes. All right, so- what was the name of David and Kelly's half sister? See, you're starting there to get into yeah. uh, post college. David and David and the Kelly. baby. It's the baby that they had. Remember when Mel and and oh, Mrs. Oh, do you want oh, multiple oh, choice? Oh, wait, is that? Uh, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Dylan. One. Okay, Dylan's little sister was Erica. Yes. Which wasn't really his little sister. That no. That was a scam. It was a scam, yeah. but he ended up raising her. Yes, he just did. like well, because he's, he's got a heart of gold. He does. <laughs> Heart of gold and heroin. What was ba- Aaron? Aaron. It is Aaron. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. All Aaron? right. Aaron was the baby. <laughs> what Remember was. Remember when Mel and Jackie had that brief relationship? I thought Aaron was Dylan's little sister. No. Were there two Aarons? No. Okay. All right. All Next right. one. What was Kelly's college major? Travis. Uh, psychology. Correct. Ooh. Wow. Okay. All right. One more. What was the name of the boutique? I'm such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I, what was the name of the boutique Donna and Kelly owned? I just mentioned that. That's yeah, no when everyone stopped caring. I have no idea. Oh, God. Donna and Kelly boutique on Melrose. I don't remember. I can picture it. I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> it's called Now Wear This. <laughs> oh, God. See, that's name. why the show went downhill. Yeah. They Nobody get, cares about that. <laughs> yeah. Got one more for us? Yeah, I have one more. All right. Uh, Which one of these guys did Kelly not date? So we have Colin Robbins, Tom Miller, 
Shane Tom Oliver, Miller. Tom Miller, Mark Reese, Tom Miller. I don't even Andy. know those lives. But see, you, Emily. It's actually Shane Oliver. These are all from later in the show. The, I didn't even. I the only Colin Robbins was the cokehead artist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the only. He's the only one that I actually remember. Bra- remember. Brandon had to. Uh, pursue him on foot like he he owed i think he, i think he he had a, an arrest warrant out and they they end up brandon ended up helping the police apprehend colin when well, he was, he was on the had, oh, that's when they were on the boat and they went to take the drink off the boat and okay they found him at the I bar was, when i said tom miller i was thinking this? of tony miller the jock during the high school mm. era that had the big crush on brandon oh yeah. brenda yeah. yeah i was thinking tony we, miller we need to find something more. earlier in the series well okay. we'll circle back i i and andy do i at least fill you with hope that i can give you a run for your money a little too much hope all right good I, hold on but I, I feel better about this erica is dylan's sister. erica is dylan's aaron is Air, the, oh yeah aaron mm. erica and aaron oh they yeah like you're e right names yeah, you're right. Aaron remember, was the one. Remember when David was strung out on crystal meth and left her at the say, park? I was just about to say that's when David realized he needed help. Yeah, well, he nearly lost her when she was, you know, in the park. He was hung mm-hmm. over from his uh, orange juice and crystal meth addiction, and you know, fell asleep. Who among us? <laughs> yeah, I mean Wednesday, right? Am I right? <laughs> Well, orange juice, crystal meth, yeah. breakfast of champions. I, I, as, as someone who's never dabbled in the meth universe, is, do you usually take it with orange juice? That seems like a weird way to do your meth. I, I don't know. First of all, the way you phrased that to me, it felt loaded. <laughs> it felt like a very loaded question. Andy, when you use meth, do you like it with a nice orange juice, or do you prefer yours when snorted or does it, shot? Does, does it typically blend with the citrus in a way that you find pleasing? I just, look, I, I'm giving this way too much thought. I know they're like certain drugs you can't take with grapefruit juice i just because lipitor i'm on it oh, there you go it's a, it's a heart yeah. medicine yeah well then don't be careful with the yeah. other stuff well <laughs> meth to the best of my knowledge blends fine with the citrus there you go you're, you're all set all right um yeah emily throw maybe we could do one or two of those here or there and uh <laughs> okay. andy can try to catch up or i should pull the plug and be the champ right well, let's now. keep this going two to nothing <laughs> we got three days to actually <laughs> to stretch true. this oh, thing yeah, out yeah we should there we are should. these quizzes that are like 200 questions long so i don't bet worry, you guys. so two 200 questions if you got 20 wrong you'd still be i get an a on that test for but andy after after they open the newspaper and start the boutique i'm out yeah. i got nothing for you once just, hillary swank showed up i'm done yeah it got just less interesting the, they lost the best characters too like you know no disrespect to ian zaring there's only so much I'm allowing him to carry a show. <laughs> like, hey, let's write another one for Steve. Let's put together send Steve in the writer's room. What if we've sent Steve back to New Mexico again? I don't know. What if we gave Steve a drug problem? What if Steve had a pregnancy scare? Like all of the things that we do with everyone else. It has been, by the way, Steve. too, in real life, a rough go for 90210 alum. Joey Tata, who played Nat. Last week. Yeah. The owner of Peach Pit. Um, yeah. The lady, I can't remember her name, but she played Miss Teasdale, the principal of West Beverly, just recently died, and one of their main producers died. Tough go, man. So this is a, a, a 180 right here. Uh, Emily, who's reporting this right here? Uh, Juan Taribo. Okay, Juan Taribo, who I believe covers the Dodgers for MLB.com, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, MLB.com. Um, Dodgers' Tony Gonsolin, who is scheduled to pitch tonight against the Marlins, has just been placed on the 15-day injured list with a right forearm strain. Do you want optimistic, Travis, or do you want 
pessimistic Travis? Um, I've never seen optimistic Travis. Okay. So let's let's hear what Here that sounds like. He's fine. There's okay. nothing wrong with him. They're just good. He's already nearly double his career high in major league innings. Let's just let him catch his breath a little bit. This gives us another two weeks on the backside for him to reinvigorate himself as we head into the postseason. Tony Gonsolin is 100% fine. We're just going to let him go sit over here and catch his breath for a minute. The pessimistic version is? He's hurt. Because he's never pitched this many innings <laughs> in his life. Yeah, yeah that he's, the pessimistic version is he's already pitched double the amount of big league innings that he's ever pitched before. Now, he's pitched innings like this in the minor leagues, but never in the major leagues, that this is what happens when you extend a guy like this. We're getting into the dog days of August, nearly into September, and that their best pitcher this season, and he has been their best pitcher this season, is now dealing with an arm injury heading into the most important part of the season. That's the pessimistic version. Nearly half of his career innings have come in this season. Yes. Like, he's pitched 270 innings in the big leagues. 128 of them have been this season. Okay, let's get our, our crystal ball. Which optimism? Pessimism. Which of those two things do you think is more? Because honestly, and you, Andy, you know me really well. Mm -hmm. Opti optimistic is not my default setting. I'm optimistic on this one. I really do think this is a, you know what? Hey, he's 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 pitched a lot. He's done. We 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 have to have him. We're really going to need him. Let's let him have a little bit of a break and get him ready for the stretch. Run. And the other thing too is because baseball doesn't w work the way it used to, they have to come up with a reason to do this. You're not allowed to just screw around with the injured list the way you were before when it was obviously just hinky the way you're just putting people on for whatever reason, they got to offer you an actual reason mm -hmm. and forearm strain. The, so I'm going to compare these two things. Clayton, I, I believe what we're dealing with Tony Gonsolin, if you're just getting in your car, let me say it again. Tony Gonsolin was scheduled to pitch tonight against the Marlins. They just placed him on the 15-day IL with a right forearm strain. Okay. They've been doing this with Clayton Kershaw for a few years. Uh, Kershaw obviously is a very different point in his career than Gonsolin, but it's one of those – why don't you just go sit down for a couple of weeks? We'll bring you back when you need to. It's always forearm tightness, infected fingernail. Right, but the problem, be. though, with Kershaw is there's too many where the designation is back, yes. and we know that one's real. And, and that, this is why I'm optimistic about Gonsolin and slightly less so about Kershaw. Kershaw was pitching in the middle of the game and went, ooh, I need to come out. That's that is a this was not a he was pitching in the game last week when he pitched against Milwaukee and and called out the trainer and said, oh, my forearm doesn't feel good. That's not what this is, or at least it doesn't appear to be what it is, where Kershaw in the middle of a warm up between innings goes, hey, guys, my back just seized up on me. That that's the one that makes you go, oh, boy. Right. And in the meantime, like the Dodgers don't need to win this game against the Marlins like they frankly don't really need to win any more They're games 50 this games season. over 500. Yeah. 50. They're with a, more than a month to go. That sounds can, fake. They can, does. they can set a franchise record, I believe, for wins this season by basically going 500 the rest That's of the right. year. That's right. In their final – this was a couple of days ago. So they needed to go 20-19 and 19 over their final 39 games to set the franchise record. They're not going to go 20-19. and 19. They could play nothing but backups – they're not going 20 and 19. They're going to win 25, 26 right. of those So, games. I mean, if Gonsolin is feeling anything, I mean, just like slight discomfort that it's like, yeah, I could pitch through this. Sit down. You don't, you, we don't need you out here right now. All right, Dodger fans, what do you make of this? 877-710-3776. The rarely seen optimistic Travis is out in front of this one. I think it's going to be just fine. I really am not sweating it too much. 
mostly because I got Ask Andy coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Don't forget you can stream live sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. Here's what you'll get. Access to award-winning 30 for 30s, unrivaled UFC access, including exclusive pay-per-views, live coverage of 35 PGA Tour events each year, and thousands of hours of college sports. Get the ESPN Plus and Disney Plus bundle today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. No Ask Slee today, but we're doing Ask Andy. Andy Kamenetsky is in for Slee. And let's start right here. Where can I find a really good Lakers conversation in audio form in a daily, easily digestible length, say about 30 minutes? And what if I wanted to watch that podcast as well? Any ideas? Thanks, BK. Funny. You should ask that. My recommendation, this is just off the top of my head. I haven't really given this any thought. Uh Locked on Lakers uh, podcast. My brother and I host five days a week, part of the Locked on Network, Mm. never behind a paywall, always free. (laughs) Um, There's also a YouTube component Ah. to it as well. So you can watch the show in addition to listening to it. What if thankfully that question got asked? And now I love when something comes together organically. It's really, really nice. All right. This is from Disc. Does Andy look like Vladimir Putin's more successful older brother that has some (laughs) shady business dealings that take place in a dimly lit upscale nightclub? God, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. I I hope I do. That's a hell of a look. Let me let me see here. Yeah, there's a little, like, facially, you guys have a passing resemblance for one another. Um, the beard makes me think dimly lit upscale nightclub. And I didn't, you know how much I, I like you, Andy, so I don't have to qualify this, but some shady dealings I feel like could be a part of your your daily existence. Again, I think that's a possibility. I hope that that's what I look like. I would I would love to be brought into that world, quite frankly. <laughs> well... Go go look, look for the club. That's step you, one. Here's the thing. You reach a certain age in life, and you start thinking, like, is this it? Like, is this everything? <laughs> and you start thinking about maybe different things that you could do for the, you know, your twilight years. Shady nightclub. <laughs> dimly lit. Dimly lit. Mob ties. But upscale. Upscale, upscale right? Well, class. Well, yeah, you got to have the bottle service and everything else. I have a classy joint. Jason Levine, despite not being twins, do you and your brother have any weird or special superpowers? Mind reading, finishing each other's sentences, the ability to turn into things if you fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Zan and Jaina. The Wonder Twins. Yeah, they're brothers. Speaking, by the way, of Zan and Jaina, like, no action whatsoever in all these DC movies. Like, nobody bringing in the Wonder Twins. There have been all these different DC incarnations. That's a great question. Like, we've been trying to make the Flash happen in all these different forms, Green Lantern, all these different forms, Robins come back. No love for the Wonder Twins whatsoever. If we're going to do it, and I think we should, Gleek needs to be in there as well. They're they're monkey. Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, like, think of where we are in the CGI age where you can become shape of an eagle. (laughs) (laughs) When somebody, the other one had to be water. Right. Form of a bucket of water. It seems like. No, no, form of water. Gleek (laughs) would carry the pail that the water would go into. 
the other one would become the eagle and carry around <laughs> that Carry Gleek. Yes. As opposed to just carrying the pail, which would have made a well, lot more but sense. But you needed, you needed a third set of hands, or second set, really. Yeah, well, the water bucket can't really do much other than be a water bucket. I guess we're sort of answering the question of why the Wonder Twins haven't been. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, a, we're going to need to see script first. <laughs> we just can't, it's not an automatic green light. They're we're not ready need, for their own franchise, is what you're saying? We're going to need to see a couple of scripts along the way. Jesus Jaquez says, what was a toy that you really wanted as a kid but never got? Hashtag Ask Andy. Oh, man. I can't really think of one that I didn't get. Like most of my most of my toys growing up were Star Wars figures. Yeah. And I don't recall too many that I didn't get. Do you want like the BB gun and you're, you shoot your eye out or no, anything like no, that? No, no. The Star Wars figures, though, did end up getting like a very untimely end. When I was like probably like nine or ten a friend of mine came over, we were playing in our front yard, and we were doing some elaborate thing where we were like digging up the yard and creating trenches and all this stuff. I did not realize it, but my dad had apparently paid to get the lawn redone like the day before. Oh, he no. comes home, and our lawn is just completely <laughs> torn up with these Star Wars figures in these ditches. He starts screaming. He's like, both you go inside right now. It. I wasn't even able to pick up the figures it went raining for like the next three or so days. All of these gone. figures ended up just covered and gone and mulch eventually. Do your parents still live in that same house? No. They don't? No, Because do somebody not. somewhere is going to eventually dig up that lawn like, that's a Leia. That's a Han Solo. Ooh, Greedo. I, I think, what, why do I have a Greedo in my backyard? Walrus Man. <laughs> oh, that guy was great. Walrus Man was great. John in Huntington Beach. Would you rather have three eyes or three ears? Three eyes. Well, third eye means you're quite illuminated. You're part of the Illuminati. <laughs> That's right, right. And it's my understanding that the Illuminati, they control an awful lot. That's what I've been told. I'd like to be in that circle. Okay. So I'm going third eye. Honestly, I don't need a third ear to hear what most people have to say. <laughs> is, the ear, is the eye on your face That's or what is Emily, somewhere else? I was thinking the same thing. Like, is it just another one in between the ones you have? Or can yeah, I put like it on the back the of my head? Back yeah. of your head it, could be very useful. Yeah. You know, or uh, something you don't want to see. It's a popular prison tat, you know, like the, the eye on the back of the head, Vern Schillinger I, I, and Oz. Okay. Um, I would want that third eye, especially as a member of the Illuminati, to be a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Secretive. Um, I, I wouldn't want it just out there announcing that I'm part of that exclusive club. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, I don't know, just like the under part of the neck. Like just like it, you can cover it with a jacket if you want. Yeah, to. exactly. Like it just peeks. It just peeks out from the you back. Can scarf it up. Right. Uh, it just peeks out from the back of your t-shirt. You know, you see enough behind you. Yeah. New vantage point. I don't want to hear what anybody has to say under the best. So I really don't need to hear more of it. So the eye seems like a good choice. Uh, Capitano Matt, if you could trade in your brother, would you replace him with Trav, Slee, or a different ESPN LA personality? Well, definitely not Slee. Um, okay. That was quick. Well, I mean, I, there's a lot. There's a lot of look. There's a lot of competition. You got to start, you know, narrowing this down. Honestly, okay. I I think other options. Okay. Am I in the mix? Oh, you're in the mix. Okay. I think it would be you, Mace, or Clinton. Okay. Why Why Clinton as opposed to me or Mace? Let's start. Clinton's there. just fun, man. Clinton is, fun. is just a really fun. Vibe. I remember like the first time Clinton and I ever did a show together. We had never even met before. Like mm -hmm. it's the first time I'd ever met the guy, and we just vibed like we had worked together for years. And 
Clinton and I have, I think, similar sort of viewpoints, but a different energy. Okay. And he can also do a lot of help filling in my lack of baseball knowledge. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's some knowledge. He's really good there. Yeah, he's got good baseball stuff. Mace, I've just worked with so many times. I know that it works. Okay. And Mace gives me a lot of free reign. Because okay. he, he likes when the show goes weird. Sure, who doesn't? But you, but you and I, though, we've worked together in this capacity. We've worked together like Lakers. Yep. Um, I filled in for you for Rams. But, yep. like, you know, we've been in these different settings. I feel like our energies may be too similar. Maybe a little too similar, but just different enough. At the end of the day, I'm probably going to choose Mace because I feel like he's the most established and there's the best coattail riding opportunities with Mace. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm not a bad way to I'm going to get selfish and I'm going to go Mace. I certainly get. It. All right, a couple more here. Why does ASAP carry so much more urgency than as soon as possible? <laughs> Cuz you don't have time to say as soon as possible. It's obvious. Like this is so urgent, you don't even have time to spell out the whole thing. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's it's kind, right. It's kind hey, of I need this ASAP. Right. Hey, um, I need this as soon as possible. They have very, very different feelings. Well, let's be honest, too. ASAP sounds more like you're getting yelled at. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, ASAP really sounds like you are in a load of trouble if this does not happen. <laughs> it does. All right. Uh, where to go here? Andy, Pacino or De Niro? Hashtag ask Andy. This is tough. This is really tough because Cambone. Both of them in their prime. You blow it! <laughs> Copland. It's Copland right there. Both of them in their prime are as great as it gets. I think Pacino tries more now. Like, I don't think Pacino phones it in to nearly the same degree that De Niro does now. De Niro, other than when he's in a David O. Russell movie. But then there's the other side of Pacino when he tries too much. You... That's a there's a lot of choices there. I think at the end of the day, I'm going De Niro. Pelican play. Come on, Pelican. <laughs> but you do miss that Pacino weirdness though. Yeah, De, De Niro for me just has a few more things that I'd like to see over and over again, but there's no probably, choice there. Yeah, probably my tiebreaker would also be De Niro because Goodfellas is my all-time favorite movie. De Niro can do comedy too. And, and there's a and I know it's not, you know, Raging Bull, but like Meet the Parents is funny and he's funny in it. Midnight Run. Midnight Run. He's incredible. Jackie Brown. Funny. He's hilarious yeah. in Jackie Brown. Yeah, he could pull that off. All right, one more quick one. Darren Pollock writes, Why is it that I can be the only person in the pharmacy with three pharmacists and four techs working and it still takes 15 minutes to count out 30 pills? <laughs> 30, 30 bills? <laughs> Pills. Pills. Yeah. Okay. Your prescription. Well, I mean, you want to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, but this, depending on what pill they're giving you, I suppose, it could be a life or death situation. They give you the wrong thing. I, I feel know. like Darren went to the pharmacy this morning. Yeah. I feel like he, he <laughs> went through this, mind. like, there's nobody here. Can I just get my Acupril? Can, I, can we please just keep this thing moving? I don't feel like pharmacist is an ASAP profession. Like, I don't, I don't want my pharmacist going past a certain speed you know what i mean yeah, yeah that's a good point like you want pharmacist is one of the few things like you know what take your time yeah, you, you don't want an auctioneer vibe <laughs> yeah. from, from your from your pharmacist <laughs> yeah i got the oxy 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 <laughs> 
Now I kind of Percocet, Percocet. <laughs> now I kind of do want to see that. I, I feel like that could be something. Well, it depends. I mean, if they're actually auctioning it off, you know, without any <laughs> yeah, prescription. Just, right. Just what, what do you need? What do you got? All right. Uh, you sent this to us this morning. There's an interesting tortilla floating around out there that we need to discuss. Plus, want to get your thoughts on Tony Gonsolin placed on the 15-day IL. That happened just a little bit ago. What does this do for your forecast of the Dodgers moving forward, both in the short term and, of course, more importantly, in the long term? 877-710-3776. That's coming up. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN.